0: Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Hi, church. It is 2021 and we're going to get excited about this year. And I mean, maybe some of you just have to encourage yourself to get excited. Maybe you're not feeling excited yet, but you're gonna get excited. Listen, I'm wearing a mask and I know that sounds funny, but it's all part of the beginning of the message. When we think of masks, we think of being healthy, if you can believe that. We used to think of masks as being that which represented us being sick. And the goal right now is to stay healthy. This series is called Healthy. And when we think about these masks, we think about them actually protecting others and somehow protecting us, avoiding a virus. And, you know, I can't even wear my glasses with my mask. Maybe some of you have had that same scenario where you try to put your, you know, your glasses on and they fog up. So I'm going to take off the mask, but I want to make the point clear. It's been a strange season, and health has been a priority for us. This, this is a global priority. Avoid the virus. Stay out of the hospital. Keep away from quarantine. It's a global priority. Physical health of the world is something that's been on the mind of everyone. And yet there, are, there is some collateral damage to this priority. And, and I want to talk, as we begin the series, I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, because as we have prioritized physical health, we're seeing a decline in emotional health. People are suffering. They're suffering with loneliness. They're suffering with fear and anxiety. They have a sense that they've lost the normal rhythms of life and the normal freedoms of life. And, and so I want to tell you that as a pastor and, and, and as you know, the chief communicator here at GT Church, the lead pastor, I've been praying and, and, and we have decided as a church that even though there are all these restrictions, we can't relinquish our responsibility as the church. You see, the call of God on GT is to be a lighthouse and a hospital. And so what does this mean for us? It means that we want to respond. In fact, we must respond to the spiritual and the emotional needs of others. So here I am, your pastor. Pastor. And I'm concerned about your well-being, not just about your physical health, not just about you staying physically healthy, although that is important, important to me, important to you. But I'm concerned about your well-being, your spiritual, your emotional well-being. And so we begin a journey today. I want you to see that there is a path, a path to emotional and spiritual well-being, It can be yours. You can journey that path in 2021. And honestly, there's never been a more perfect time for you to begin a holistic pursuit of well-being than right now. And and here's how we're going to begin. We're going to start by shifting our perspective, okay? The current perspective that we're all plagued with and that we're wrestling with is I have been forced to shut down my regular life. And this perspective leads, well, initially it led to panic, right? And to chaos. And, you know, we're all pulling our hair out and trying to figure out what to do. And then it led to anger and fear. And, 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 and now we're kind of in this place of resistance. We're kind of resisting this idea. I've had people say to me, I'm so done with this. I'm so done with COVID. I'm so done with this pandemic. It leads to all of these kind of things and so on and so forth. New Emotions are arising as a result of this. But let me remind you of a verse. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, it says this, make the most of every opportunity. You see, that's what a Christian does. And so here comes the perspective shift from I really feel forced to, you know, to having my life slowed down. The perspective shift is this, I'm not being forced by Dr. Henry to slow my life down. I'm being invited by Jesus to slow my life down. I'm being invited to slow down my regular life by Jesus who loves me and wants to lead me. And this perspective leads me to thankfulness. It leads me to peace. It leads me to health, which is the whole point of this sermon series. So Jesus's invitation is so beautiful and it's found throughout the scripture, but Matthew 11:29 29 says it this way, take my yoke upon you, Jesus speaking, and learn from me, he says. In other words, I, I want you to come alongside of me in a way that allows you to take on only what I want you to take on. You see, for those of you that may not be familiar with the term yoke, it means you know, it was, it, was a, it was actually an apparatus. It was an, sort of an, an ancient uh, harness that was used to link two oxen together, two animals of the same size and the same shape that could pull together and share the load, could do more together. And Jesus is saying, listen, I have a yoke. And, and, and Jesus says, this, this yoke is easy and, and this burden is light. That's what he says in the previous passage. So he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. He, he wants to teach you what you should and shouldn't carry. He wants you to see what it is that you should be wearing, what it is that you should be running after and what it, what it is to kind of slow down and keep pace with Jesus. And then he says this, for I'm gentle, and humble in heart. So he's saying, here's here's the kind of emotion that you're gonna receive from me. It's gentleness, it's humility. This is the kind of response you're gonna get from me, a gentle response, a humble response. And he says this at the very end of the verse, and you will find rest for your souls. He doesn't say rest for your body. He's not talking about your physical life, is he? He's talking about your soul, your heart your passions, your emotions, all of those things. That's where you're going to find rest is when you are yoked to Jesus. And so my friend, you've been given an opportunity. You've been given literally a gift, the gift of slowing down. I think it was Blaise Pascal who said, you know, he's a French philosopher. He said long ago, most of our human problems come to us because we don't know how to sit still in our room for one hour. In other words, he's suggesting that if we could just change our pace a bit, if we could just find a way to be still, to slow down, like the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And so here we are, the beginning of 2021, and it's this really great, unique opportunity. The opportunity is stillness, time to reflect, to look under the surface of our lives, And I want that to be a leading statement for you. We're going to spend a lot of time looking under the surface in this series. You know, when you think about an iceberg floating in the ocean, what you see is 10% of the total mass of the iceberg. Because only 10% is above the waterline. 90% is below the waterline. So when I start to talk to you about looking under the surface, I want you to go there with me. I want you to understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's so much there. When it comes to our lives, we are all relatively clear on what's above the waterline. And we've even done a a good job of addressing that 10% of our lives. We've we've filled up our lives with stuff, with friends, with family, with work and school, with small group and church, with exercise and with eating out and all of our doing, right? All of our activity. And all of our activity does very little to affect the depths of who we are. In other words, we're just scratching the surface. We're just seeing what's above us waterline. In other words, your emotional person lives almost entirely under the waterline. Your emotional person is vast and complex. And this emotional person is intrinsically linked to your spiritual person. So I want to give you two bold statements as we start this series, okay? The first one is this. You can't be spiritually healthy without being emotionally healthy I want to say it again you can't be spiritually healthy without being emotionally healthy and the reason why is because they are intrinsically linked like I just said and I, there's so many examples of this but let me just kind of let me just kind of probe into your life for just a minute okay many of you have been Christians for a while and so you have some experience in Christian life and in Christian growth M- You know, most of what we do when it comes to developing you as a Christian individual, the church does in its formalized discipleship process, deals with that 10% above the waterline. We'll tell you the things that you ought to do, the groups that you should join, you should worship, you should pray, you should do a Bible study, you should go to a small group, you should do grow track, all these do, do, do things that are designed to help you grow spiritually healthy. But you can't grow spiritually healthy without being emotionally healthy. That's why one of our values is that you would find freedom because we need freedom. We need freedom from the past. It lurks behind us, but it wants to jump on us. It keeps showing up. And so some of you understand that your spiritual health is actually stunted because of your emotional health. You can feel it at times where you go like, okay, I know God's word. I'm growing in faith. I'm, you know, I'm I'm following the word of God as best as I can. But when that happens, I go right back to that old behavior. When that happens, when that person says that, then I do this and it's like, I can't even help it. It has to do with the programming. It has to do with the first family. It has to do with your your programmed responses. And those are deeply rooted in your emotional person and they're all under the waterline. And so you can't be spiritually healthy without being emotionally healthy. In other words, you can be stunted in your spiritual health because of where you are emotionally. Here's the second big statement. You can't be spiritually mature without emotional maturity. And so we have people who've been serving God for years. Maybe this is you. Maybe you've served God for 10 years, 20 years. But what you you have to ask yourself is, have I matured spiritually? In other words, have I had 20 years of spiritual maturity and emotional maturity that have gone together growing? Or have I just replayed that first year of spiritual infancy all over again. At the very end of Hebrews chapter five in the beginning of chapter six, the writer talks about this. He says, by this time you ought to be onto solid foods, but you're still needing milk. And, and why do we have to keep laying the foundation over and over again of repentance? We ought to be somewhere else. You yourself ought to all, all be teachers by now, but instead you still have to be taught over and over and over again. What's he saying? He's saying that it's very possible that you can relive those early days of your Christian experience over and over and over and over without ever really growing. You see, no one understood this better than Jesus. And so when he calls his disciples to him, he calls them in a very unique way because he knows that their emotional person is so important and needs work. This isn't just about them believing on Jesus. This is about Jesus transforming their person. And so in Mark chapter 3, verse 14, this is really one of my favorite verses on calling. Usually when I preach about calling, about being called into the ministry or, or called in following Christ, I always go here because it levels the playing field for all of us. And here's what it says in Mark chapter 3, verse 14. It says, he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. I I want you to understand what we're reading here. When Jesus called the disciples, he called them to himself. Their first calling was to be with Jesus. And then after they had spent time with Jesus, then he sends them out to preach. You see this? He says, get close to me. Be with me. And as a result, I'm going to start to work on both the spiritual and the emotional person. I'm going to begin to bring congruency and health and and capacity. And then I'm going to send you out to preach. And so what this teaches us is being comes before doing. Being with Jesus comes before doing anything for him. And all of our doing has a way of masking our need for something deeper emotionally. See, he wanted to teach them that their relationship to Jesus is first and their work for him is second. And and this is such an important concept because we have a tendency to think that doing is actually going to bring us into a better place with Jesus. The doing is the outflow of having been with Jesus, but it's so easy to get that flipped around. Another example I'll give you of Jesus placing a priority on emotional health. You can find this one in the classic account of Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha. Now this story is great. I'm going to, I'm going to quote for you Luke chapter 10 in just a moment, but I'll, I'll give you the story. Basically, Jesus and his disciples are coming through town and Mary and Martha are going to host them for a meal. And so Jesus comes in and Mary and Martha were probably making preparations long before uh, Jesus arrived, but then Jesus arrives and and, and starts to teach. His disciples are sitting around. They're probably reclining at the table. They're kind of waiting for the meal, waiting for, for what's next. And they're just really engaged in what they're doing right then. But Martha Martha is running around and doing all the work and putting everything together. She's in a full on sweat. She's panicking. She's biting her nails. Something's wrong. She doesn't want to burn the lamb. You know what I mean? She's got all this stuff going on. And and Mary, who is, you know, the pers- her sister, the one she lives with, the one that ha- was also the co-conspirator of this meal, is literally sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to him talk. Just, just soaking in the presence of Jesus. And so... Uh, At a point in the story where Martha can just take it no longer, she bursts out, she blurts out to Jesus Jesus, come on. Mary's just sitting there and I'm doing all the work. Can you tell her to get up and to help me do this? In other words, like Jesus, don't you care how much work I'm doing for you? Don't you see how you guys are all just sitting around chatting? Well, that'd be nice, but you can't sit and chat until the work is done. There's work to be done. And, and you know, Martha's personality comes out here and the, and, and the two options come out here so clearly about being with Jesus or being before doing. You see, Martha, Martha, that's what the Lord says to, to, uh, to, Mar- to Martha in Luke chapter 10. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. There's really only one thing that matters, he says. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Hmm. I mean, we could stop and talk a long time about this verse. In fact, I've preached whole sermons on that one verse, but here's the point that I want to make. Jesus identifies Martha's emotional person. He identifies the fact that Martha is worried and upset. And and, and he calls it out and says, you're just not doing well emotionally. And let me just tell you that the antidote is right here. I'm right here here i'm literally right here and i am what you need mary has seen that so why would i take that away from her why don't you stop the worrying stop being so upset come and sit you know, I've, I've kind of played out the storyline in my mind. Did, did Martha at that time say, oh, I'm sorry Lord and come and sit down or what, what did what did Martha actually do at that point? I, I don't know, but I can tell you that I think if Martha had just like plopped down at Jesus's rebuke and sat there with her arms folded and listened to Jesus, I think she would still be worried and upset. And this is the truth. We know we're supposed to be with Jesus, but, but sometimes we're just still so worried and so upset. And as a result, you know, she could sit there, but, but she was not at rest with Jesus. Even if she was there, even if she sat down, she wasn't at rest with being with Jesus, you know, just simply being with Jesus. And, I, and if you play this story out on the flip side, it's kind of interesting too. Imagine if Mary, at that point, stood up with a smile on her face, having been in the presence of Jesus and got to work and started helping Martha. The flip is, is true as well. I don't think she would have been worried or upset. I don't think she would have lost a single thing. I think she would have still been breathing in the presence of Jesus because she she understood that she was with Jesus even in her work. You seeing how cool this is, this This flip in perspective brings us right back to that thought we've already shared. Being comes before doing. It's this sweet place of labor that flows out of relationship. And that relationship is not something that was started a long time ago. And now we just live off of the residue of that. It's a relationship that's current. That's in the moment. That's right now. And so listen, I'm on your side. (laughs) I'm I'm in this with you. And and through this whole experience, you go back to March. What happened in March is we were cruising along all of us and we had a cadence and a pace and we had a way of life. And all of a sudden we all experienced emotional whiplash. It's like someone just slammed on the brakes and we all got jerked out of our seats and I realize that a lot of us are dealing with that emotional whiplash. So I just want to encourage you with something. Can, can, I just, can I just be a pastor to you for a minute? Be gentle with yourself, okay? Be gentle with yourself. A lot of you look back over 2020 and you kind of go, Pfft. Oh man, I just I lost it. I fell apart. I didn't do what I said. I I gained the COVID-20. I you know, I I I I had all kinds of problems and all kinds of challenges and all kinds of emotional moments and yeah, you were dealing with whiplash. But but some of us are now getting to 2021 and we're saying, "Okay, this is it." If there's ever been a New Year's resolution, boom, it is now. You know, I'm on it. But can I just can I just um can I just just gently let you off the hook. (laughs) I just don't think that the way forward for you, for me, for us as a church, for any of us right now, is to force ourselves into more activity. I I don't think the answer for us is to try and do more to address the deeper injury in our necks (laughs) from the emotional whiplash. I just love you too much to let you fall into the trap that this new year means you need to do more. Can I ask you to try something with me this year? Can we try stillness? Yes, that's what I said, stillness. Can we explore the depths of the iceberg? Can we go under the surface this year? Rather than all this frantic activity as a way of doing before being, can we prioritize being? So that's really the goal of this series. The goal is to create a pathway for your emotional and spiritual health. And the result we're really hoping is that you have emotional and spiritual maturing, that there's maturity in your life as a result. And um, we're kind of using um, a guide for the series. And um, I do this once in a while, not, not a lot, but this book, which is by Peter Scazzaro, It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. This book is such a great book. And even on the front, it has that, this picture of the iceberg where you can see the 10% and the 90. This book is gonna be a guide for us, for our series teaching. And so as we teach through the concepts in the book, I wanna actually offer you a companion guide for your own personal journey. It's going to lead you into stillness it's going to lead you into that place where you begin to explore the depths what's under the surface it's a beautiful guide for that I'll explain more how it works and even if you read the very beginning of the book you'll 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 see a little bit more about how that works but it's it's called emotionally healthy spirituality day by day and it's basically a forty day um, journey with morning and uh, evening readings, and it leads you in some contemplation, some emotional and spiritual tie together, which I think is going to be so helpful. So I want to ask you to consider supporting local and picking this up at the Christian Book and Music Center, um, which is off of the Naimo Street. And um, I, I think this is a time for us to support local um, they'll have many copies. Um, if they run out, they'll probably order more. There's no panic on getting this like today. It's not like you have to line up for, um, for the, uh, the book at the bookstore on, on this Sunday. But you, you should try and get this this week or shortly after. And I just want you to begin. Uh, yes, I'm being a little loose. Why? Because we just don't need the pressure. Just don't need that sense of like, oh, I missed it. They started without me. I don't want you to feel that. I want you just to be still. I want you to be at peace. I want you to fill the yoke of Jesus that is easy and light. And so, get the book if you can. Get it as soon as you can and begin it. And it's such a great way to start the new year. But we're going to do it in peace. Okay, we're going to do it from a place of rest. And so. Um, in the small group deep dive, many of you are in small groups, I'm gonna give you something that I'm not giving you today, which is kind of the flip of what, I'm, what I've been saying. And it's, I'm gonna give you the top 10 symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. And um, I'm gonna share that with you in your deep dive. So you'll have a, a really great discussion on that. But I'm, I'm drawing this message, this first message in the series to a close. And I wanna give you just a couple of thoughts to just meditate on this week. I wanna encourage you to accept the gift of slowing down. It's the first thing I wanna call you to. And that, that starts with that shift in perspective, right? That maybe this whole season has been an unanswered invitation from Jesus to you. The wonderful thing is, is 2020 is over, but 2021 is here and so is the pandemic. So you get a do over you can shift your perspective now and you can start to dig in with Jesus and see what's under the surface, what's under the waterline. So, so engage that opportunity to accept the gift, the invitation of slowing down with Jesus. Second thing that I want to challenge you with is this, choose to fill your time with spiritual reflection. And that what I mean is just learn to be with Jesus. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel funny for some of you at at different times. And that's why we, you know, we're going to do this together. It's going to help us, but we just need to cultivate that being with Jesus. We need to make more space for that. If we want to fill up our time, this extra time that, that we have, because we slowed down, let's fill it up with Jesus. Okay. Let's do that. And, and thirdly, let me just tell you this. I want you to remember that your spiritual health is tied to your emotional health. And one doesn't develop without the other. So they're going to grow together. So we're going to have to dig in. We're going to have to figure out why we respond the way we do if we really want to grow. So just because you're older and just because you've been a Christian longer doesn't mean that spiritually and emotionally there's been that depth. So let's go after it together, okay? I'm going to pray with you. Let's pray together. Lord, I'm thankful I'm thankful for those who are watching today. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would provide a tremendous capacity for new perspective. Even right now, Holy Spirit, just, just, just breathe into them the ability to accept the gift of slowing down. And Lord, as we step into 2021, we pray that you would give us a passion to draw near to you. That that's what would be one of the indicators of our lives in 2021 is a spirit-inspired passion to draw near to you. And Lord, I do pray that you would lead us in health, not just physical health, not just mask-wearing and hand-washing health, but Lord, that you would lead us into emotional and spiritual well-being that literally would bleed into every area of our lives. And we would be left transformed in Jesus mighty name. I want to continue to pray for just a minute. And I know that there's some of you that have been trying to address your emotional needs without Jesus. Some of you even feel as though you can address your spiritual needs without Jesus. But listen, I, I just want you to know that Jesus is the answer. None of this makes any sense at all without Jesus. Jesus. Let me remind you of what Jesus said to us today in one of our verses earlier. He said that he is gentle and humble in heart. That's not hard to connect with. It's not hard to be vulnerable with. So why don't you open your life up to Jesus? Why don't you let him begin to address your emotional and spiritual needs? Because here's what he promises, that you'll find rest for your soul. There's a place where your emotions come to rest because of Jesus. So listen, if you're watching and you need to make a decision to follow Christ, I wanna encourage you, do that right now. Don't let this time end without responding to Jesus. And here's how you can do that. Firstly, you can text life to the number on the screen. And when you do that, somebody from our team is gonna reach back to you. They're gonna encourage you. Um, they're gonna help you find your way. We wanna get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we wanna get you one. We actually have a really unique one that we can put in your hands that you'll enjoy. We also just want to pray with you and give you some next steps so that you can walk this journey out. If you're watching uh, through church online, you're going to see that there's a, a hand that you can click on. It says, I want to commit my life to Christ. I want to encourage you, click that hand. Someone's going to respond to you. We're going to reach back to you. We love you so much and we're a part of this journey with you. And so listen, we are stepping into a new season. This is an incredible journey that we're gonna walk out together and we're gonna walk in this spiritual pathway toward emotional and spiritual well-being. So God, we thank you for helping us begin this journey of walking it out. And we thank you for those who even right now are responding to you for the first time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.